the turning point came when Dave came back one day and said, Colin, uh, this is the chap who was working for me, um, I've, uh, I've got something to ask you. I said, well, what is it? He said, well... Hello and welcome to episode 82 of Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome everyone back in the studio. Yes, isn't it nice? In broad stairs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's good to be back. Good to be back. So um, how are you today? I'm very, uh, uh, very well, Steve, yeah. In good health? I'm in very good health at the moment and uh, I'm looking forward to today's show. Good. We've got something (laughs) a little different for them, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, as I'm down and we're in the studio, um, we thought we'd revisit a sort of a segment that we used to do back in the early episodes and we Mm. know that... um, People revisit those and uh, uh, listen to the whole back catalogue. People are doing it right now, aren't they? Our, That's right, yeah. Our download figures have gone through the roof. Um, and I, I can see it's because people have gone back mm. and listened to mm. the previous episodes. So we'll start off with the feedback first, because it was a nice feedback, and we'd like to mention your feedback. Uh, it's from Maxine, and this came on Facebook. Hello, Colin. I've just discovered your amazing pastel pencil work, and I'm fascinated. I've only transferred... I've only transferred from acrylics to pastel and coloured pencils in January and am hooked. I live, in, live on the road with my husband, our little dog and a camper trailer, travelling around Australia, which we've, we have been doing for three years. I've been lucky enough to be able to sell my pictures as we travel and that has helped me motivate, make me, motivate me to grow as an artist. I love your technique and have already learnt some great tips. I look forward to seeing more of your work and again and gain more knowledge from your demonstration YouTube videos. Thank you and the kind, kindest regards, Maxine. Isn't How that, good is that, Steve? On the road. I, I think that is everybody's dream, isn't it? If you think about it. I mean, she's living a, she's living a dream. Mm-hmm. That's what she's doing. Yeah. Gosh, how many, how many listeners out there would love to be in her shoes? I mean, it's not for everybody. Uh, I can't honestly say it's for me. I, I prefer doing what I do now, and I don't think I would do that. But if you've got that little bit of wanderlust, especially if you've got a hubby and a little doggy who would, loves it too, oh, how wonderful. Travelling on the road, yeah, doing, doing your art, oh. selling the pictures as you go along yeah. into different areas. Ah, oh, must be brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you, Maxine. That was a smashing story, and we had to we had to relay it. That we was did. just as much. And we can't wait to hear more of your story. That's it, right. Uh, it's it's really great, and we love hearing people do come back to us and they say, um, you know, how they've got on and mm. and sort of the next stage because everyone's on their own sort of own artistic journey of learning and growing. That's right. And it's great to get those stories. And that is just such a unique... We've never had someone that's been no. on the road travelling and painting at the same time. And, uh, and it's great. <laughs> it's brilliant. This thing that she's watching your videos as she's travelling along. So, that's right. You know. Well, this is, again, the beauty of the internet, isn't it? And how good that is. You, you know, you can. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know you and uh, Eileen. She takes her... Um, I, I have the phone which is linked to the Android internet phone, yeah, yeah. wherever she goes now and you do too and how wonderful is that yeah stay connected wherever you are and learn on the road yeah brilliant brilliant okay so maybe a quick update for members we released the siamese kitten which we spoke about last week and you've been knocking out pictures left right and center I have, yeah. some that i didn't even know 
he was doing listeners i just get an email and saying look at this and it's attached as a new painting um so i've come down to pick up all the memory cards and all the footage to edit there's some lovely stuff coming on isn't there steve yeah really really good stuff yeah. and I, I we said this when we first started didn't we we said uh, oh you you haven't seen anything yet folks but we keep saying it yeah i think it's it's getting better and better. And I did wonder when I first started, am I going to run out of subjects? Well, I'm not. No. Not only am I not, I've got so many in my head waiting to be done. Yeah. That uh, there's never going to be an end, folks. So I'll go on as long as I can. Uh, well, yeah, we're approaching and three years now. The The website's been going three it? years nearly in September. Really? really? Yeah. So we're approaching, fast approaching the third year anniversary of Colin Bradley Art. So when is that, Steve? And when it would be? Do you know? I think the third, second or third week of September we launched. Right. We must do something special then, mustn't we? Yeah. Try to work something out um, for, for the sort of mid-September time. Yeah. Yeah. Something special for something members. Something special. Yeah. So the next... Um, picture that is going to be coming out is uh i can say i can say is a landscape oh it's not it is castle coombe is it uh, yeah well oh, that's it a, is well that's a great one yeah that, we're, I, we're waiting until it comes out before i talk to you about it because there's so much in that picture mm. and the people that came to patchings would have seen that already oh, yes, they would yeah that's i don't right. think it's on any of the footage we we took but yeah, so that's the next uh, picture coming out. And right. then, because uh, I've edited that one, I <laughs> just need to formulate that together, but it's pretty much there. So the, the rest of them, though, you've done uh, a brilliant. So members have got lots to look forward to. Yes, yes, lots I'm looking forward to them too. You know, funny enough, I do them so far in advance now, folks, that I, when I watch them back, as I do watch them back when, on my iPad, I'm looking like you are. It's almost unbelievable, really, that I know I've done them originally, but I forget things. I forget colours that I've used. Well, it's hours of stuff as well. Do you I know, know what I mean? It's, I know. And I think, oh, gosh, you know that. And I get, I get almost as much enjoyment looking back on them uh, as you do. So it's nice, nice to do. It's good. It's good. Okay, so let's jump in the meat of the show then this week. Yes. We used to do, in the earlier episodes, uh, a section where you used to tell us a story, didn't we? That's it was right. almost like, that's how we pretty much started the podcasts. Yes. It was like an interview style, talking about your story and how you, your journey and how you got to it. And your art story is on the website, if people mm. want to read mm. it. But it's not in the depth that we went to in the podcasts. No. Um, not in that kind of detail. So I want to revisit that. And I just we were just talking before the show started, and we I, I had this question to ask you to say, well, at what point did you think I'm never looking back now? Like mm. at, at which point were you you, you painting and, and it got to a stage and something happened and you just thought, you know what, this is it. This is absolutely what I need to do. There's no looking back now, and it's just full steam ahead. This mm. is absolutely 100%. So tell me, like, what, what point was that in your journey that you said, I'm not looking back? Right. Well, we've got to go back, really, to... I, I was painting as an amateur artist. I had a business which was flourishing. Um, what business I, I, was that? It was the... Oh, it was carpet cleaning. Carpet cleaning. And also I had carpet supply. So I was supplying carpet and cleaning carpet. It was a kind of joint thing together and i um i had somebody working for me because i had two young children 
Becky and Justin. And they were young, so they were still at school and doing, you know, all the things that they do at school. And I thought, well, I had somebody who was really reliable working for me. And he used to go off and he used to come back. And I painted, basically. Which whilst, was, whilst he was working for you? Oh, yes, yes. And, and you he were used to come back in the evening and say, here, Colin, here's all the dosh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's I nice did thank you very much. Here's your wages. <laughs> yeah. And it, it worked very well. And that went on for about two years, uh, in fact, altogether. And I thought, well, what am two I Two years do? of painting. I, I was, it's two years. Like from the time when, uh, you know, Leslie passed away yeah and i had to take on the responsibility of the children and then uh, dave was working for me prior to that the chap who was working for me for uh, the carpet side but i had to pull out because i needed to be there for the children and i'd already started painting in watercolor yes it was all watercolor and steve yep and i started painting and i was enjoying myself and and then i got better at it and i you can imagine if you're doing it more or less every day and while they were at school and when it was time to cook the dinner and then I broke off and so on really? when Dave came home I broke off again and you know saw, sorted Dave out I was on the, I was by the phone so the phone would ring and say uh, hello Mr Bradley can you come and do this for me or can I order this from you or whatever so I had that kind of relationship it was really quite comfortable mm. even though it was bad time a sad time uh, it was quite good and during that time i got better at it and it was that during that time about a year uh, into that that i went to see tony at the, at the uh, gravesend gallery can i just say the mm. the painting in the watercolor and you're doing it every day nearly enough every day so mm. you're doing a lot and you're painting from your own reference pictures oh yes i had so oh. you take took loads of pictures did, did you is that what you did you kind of thought i need the inspiration I and i'm going to go out would you say almost that it acted like therapy for you as oh, well definitely without because we have a lot of people's that. stories saying mm. painting is like you know a therapy mm. and people that have gone through awful times have just immerse themselves in their work and it's completely that's exactly what it helps yeah and that's why i did it i was lucky in in that respect that uh i was good enough to be able to do the painting and then luckily enough to sell the paintings through tony's gallery so it was going and at that point in time i had no ambition at all of becoming an artist pursuing it as a career i was just doing i thought i would still be doing it now probably by, by now i would retired but I thought I would still be doing that. And I didn't have any uh, ambitions further than that. And the turning point came when Dave came back one day and said, Colin, uh, this is the chap who was working for me, um, I've, uh, I've got something to ask you. I said, well, what is it? He said, well, I'm going to leave you. Uh, I'd have to give him a notice in. I hate to do it to you because you've been good to me, but, you know, I, I've got, I want to do other things. And he was only a young lad. He was, what, he was in his early 20s then. I, so I fully understood, but of course you can imagine, it gave me a little bit of a shock. How was I going to find somebody else and train them up to do what Dave was doing? Fortunately for me, he said, look, I can give you a bit of time. I can give you sort of a month to six weeks to sort this out you know, before I have to go. Mm. Uh, so I had a little bit of breathing space. But that was my dilemma. Well, running alongside this, I'd been talking to Tony Blackman, 
who was the artist who owned the gallery in Gravesend. And he said to me, you know, Colin, you should be doing what I'm doing. And I'd already made tentative arrangements to go down and see a friend of mine in Broadstairs, here in Broadstairs. I was visiting him um, for two or three times up to then. It was a lovely place. We loved it here. And then I sort of had this spark. I wonder if I could do it. Tony said, you can, Colin. You could do exactly what I'm doing. Open a gallery. Open a gallery. I'll give you all the help you can you can I can give you with the, uh, the, the framing materials or everything I said well um okay that would be nice to, this was before Dave gave his noticing it was running alongside okay, yeah, it, yeah, me. yeah 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 and then when Dave said and gave dropped a bombshell I thought I wonder so I shot back to Tony again said look Tony I've got to I've got to make a decision anyway we actually did make that decision that I would try to find a premises in Broadstairs and start my own gallery. I, again, I didn't really think that I was going to become an artist. I thought what I could do is sell some of my pictures, but I could sell other people's pictures. Right, so you use it as a gallery for other, own. others' no. artwork. Is that what Tony did then? He had his, he, he did he his, ran own, his own gallery. And, yes, he ran his own gallery. He he'd, uh, sold his own pen and ink prints and his own artwork, but mostly it was other people's work and the antiquarian prints and so on, and framing. Because it's quite a good living, it certainly was then, uh, to frame people's pictures and, you know, sell the prints and the mm. other things. So you thought you'd do the same? And I thought I'd do the same. So that, But still, at that point in time, I still didn't think that I would be an artist. I thought it would, I just be playing at it, really. That's all I was, because I still felt that I was an amateur. Um, so that went ahead, I went ahead, found the premises, found this premises, and started the proceedings. Dave left me, and I actually gave up uh, the business in as much as I had somebody interested in buying it from me. Right. So, so you were able I, to sell it. I, I sold it on. I was very, very fortunate. These things happened in a, in a succession. If you if it, you've scripted it, you couldn't have scripted it better. Mm. And it all happened at the right time. So for about three months, I was bas- basically out of work. Wow. But I, fortunately, I had enough money uh, put aside to keep us going and uh, do all the necessary financial arrangements. And, I mean, sold, selling the business was one thing. It gave me a, a bit of finance. Mm. So... It helped me out. But then you were buying this place as well at the same time. That's right. So you had to sell your house as well. We so you house. had to move from Gravesend, which people won't know necessarily unless they're yeah. from the southeast. But it's probably about an hour and change away, about an hour yeah, and 20 about, minutes or something yeah, like that yeah, away. Right. So you had to up two, two kids, yep. sell the house. A new, a, new, a new wife. A new wife, yes. Well, My mother. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's a big jump to do was, that's a big did it feel like a risk to you or did it feel yeah. like a calculated kind of decision uh, you know it's funny isn't it you have i think you have an inner belief that you can do it and i'd seen tony and i had that if it hadn't been for tony i wouldn't have done it but he gave me the confidence he said you know colin all you need to do is set this up and had he be selling your print uh, selling your pictures yes for about Nine months. So, so you, you as well, that he had confidence in your ability and you started to have confidence in your ability because your artwork That's was right. actually selling. Exactly. Okay. So I knew, I knew people would buy it. Yeah. And I knew what they'd buy. I was selling, I was doing local scenes 
that's the one thing that that uh, helped me enormously doing local scenes because mm. people would buy local scenes so I think if I come to Broadstairs and do local scenes they will and they did so let's go back to the story so you were so you, at this point you you've uh, you found this place you're selling selling your house then you move down here yep yep and and when, so when is the point that you'd said I'm not looking back was it at this point I tell you what it was it was the open exhibition that I had I'd already got this place then, but I, I'd had an open exhibition in Broadstairs. Whereabouts? Uh, not Broadstairs, sorry, in Gravesend. It oh, was okay. oh, oh, you spoke about this, yeah, on the podcast, yeah. yeah. And he, he said to me, would you do it? And I said, well, so I, I did actually do this. I got together 20 paintings because it wasn't just me. There was two or three other people at the same. It was a big open exhibition that he did. And, and I sold a lot of pictures, a lot of them more than 50% of those that I did went on the first opening evening and then they sold others. I sold two-thirds, two I think it was two-thirds of my pictures actually sold. That gave, again, it was financial, you see. It that gave was good me a little you. boost. But you'd already bought this place, but you hadn't moved. I bought it, but I hadn't moved then. Okay. No, no we bought it. It was, it was all going through. Um, and after that, I was so euphoric, thinking, God, it wasn't just friends and relatives, you see. People... Um, came in who, strangers, perfectly strange, perfect strangers, and they were buying the pictures. And at the end of it, Tony said, "Is that how's that make you feel?" I said, "Well, I think Tony, I think I'm going to make it now. I, I've got that feeling inside. It gave me confidence. It gave me assurance that uh, if all else failed, I've got the framing to fall back on. I had the antiquarium prints to fall back on, and." We came down without a mortgage. We didn't have a mortgage on this place, which helped enormously. So I knew that really I would be okay, even if for a while we would have had to struggle, I would be okay. But as soon as I got down here and started selling my pictures, which I did, and the prints, which went like a bomb, you know, depending on prints we've talked about before, and, color, and then I coloured them, and they went really well. So, so it it was just no holding back. But again, I didn't... Pastel pencils was way away, you know. I didn't have them any idea that I was going to end up what I'm doing now. I mm. thought it would just be watercolour mm. and pen and ink and that sort of thing. So really, it's the, it's the end of the exhibition and then you're moving down here. It's that point, that... That was Over point. that period of how long was it when you did the exhibition to when you were here selling prints? Well, that was in... That was in the April, the end of April. That, that you had the, the exhibition. exhibition, and then you were down here and moved in by selling. Uh, selling end prints. of July. Wow, wasn't long. It took a, it took um, two or three months to get the thing organised. You know, and it's that point you said there's no looking. Oh, well, I'm I think do it. I think the point really, if I was pinpointing it, was at the end of the exhibition when I had those sales. You feel. I mean, an exhibition like that, you're talk, it was an evening exhibition. The private view was the evening, and people were buzzing. Mm. And I was buzzing. And I realized, God, I, I like this. This is what I want to do. Yeah. So I think at that point in time, I realized that that's what I wanted to do, but not to the extent that I'm doing it now. No. It's really interesting. It's, I think it is inspiring. It, it, it puts a smile on my face hearing that story, because mm. it's, it's just... 
a sequence of events and how people, you know, you could have seen Dave's leaving as, oh no, you know, I'm going to have to stop the painting now. I'm going to have to do my own <laughs> business. But you had this little fire that was burning inside you to mm. do this, the artwork. And it's great because you chose, how can I still do the artwork? That's right. Um, rather than do the business. Because mm. you, you could have gone straight back into the carpet business. I could have done that. That was my that. choice. That yeah. was my choice. But you had this little flame that had been lit mm. and you thought, okay, no, I want to do that. That's right. That's not, I don't want to go back to that. I want to make this work. That's right. Isn't that really interesting? It is, it is yeah, yeah. And I think we're, we're all on a path. I mean, I don't want to go down the philosophy vibe, but we are on a path. We know that. And if you've got that kind of inner confidence, inner... Um, you're intuitive you know that what's right what feels right mm. is usually right what doesn't feel right is usually wrong you know i mean that seems obvious but that's it's that a lot of truth in it if you think of something and you think you know this really feels good feels right it usually is yeah so follow that yeah that's really good it's really interesting um and, and and your commitment to it as well, painting every other day and getting the amount of experience. How many pictures do you think you did in that time of two years? Well, I had the 20 that I did for Tony, and before that I would have done another 20. So I suppose in the two years I would have done 40 or so. 40-odd pictures. Yes. And those were, those were pictures that were sellable, proper pictures. I also did a few that didn't turn out very well, and a few that I'd, you know, um, I, I, I'd... I'd given away to friends. Oh, there was probably a lot more than that. But I had actually been um, prolific with my painting. So over those two years, I would think 40 or more. 40 or more pictures. Which yeah. is quite a lot. That's a lot. I mean, yeah. That's... In that time, when you think I had other things to do, I mean, I had other well, commitments as well. Kids to look after. Kids to look after. Business to run. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Great. Well, I, I hope everyone's enjoyed that story. I've enjoyed listening to it and I've heard it. Not in that detail, but I know mm. a few story, obviously. But uh, I hope it, people have found that interesting. And, and we've got a few more stories that we might line up as well that, yes. we, that I don't think we've talked about, not certainly in the detail that we're going to talk about. We tended to skip, didn't we, when we first started? Yeah. We, we skipped here. And we wanted to get there. to the end, didn't we? <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, there was, well, there's an awful lot to it. I mean, the, the, there's, um, there's so many infills that you can, like you've done, like we've done in this one, little infills that are interesting to people. And when you see the whole picture, you know, when you, when you, you, you see the, the timeline, the nutshell, the nutshell part, well, that's fine. Uh, but really, when you start see, infilling and putting all those little stories in, you, you get a much rounded look at it. Yeah. And people then, I think, appreciate perhaps more uh, how things can come about if you've got enough commitment mm-hmm. and enough faith in... And, and the story of the pastel pencil, that's another story that we'll have to revisit because there's a lot more to that than I've let on. Mm. or had the time to let on and, and we were very early on in our podcasting days i think the episodes were quite short then and we didn't that's right yeah. we didn't really sort of know what we were doing <laughs> and i think two people um out there, there's an awful lot of people out there now who would have been in similar positions to me and um they are now do- well like the lady who's on her travels around australia yeah she's 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 doing her own thing and and other people are doing and wendy i know she's selling her pictures now there's a lot of people who are out there just on the fringe now of actually making some of those decisions 
And it doesn't matter if you do it professionally, fine. If you don't do it professionally, fine. It doesn't matter, as long as you're enjoying this. I mean, I had uh, to turn to, from a, an amateur to a professional is quite a leap, as it is with anything, Steve. You know, if you're doing mm. something amateur, you're enjoying yourself. Are you going to enjoy yourself as much as a professional? And the answer to that is probably not. You're not. Because you have the added stress of having to sell pictures. That's the bit that did worry me when I first started out, I must admit. How am I going to paint picture after picture after picture? And, of course, there's no guarantee that the picture that you paint is going to sell. Mm. If I cleaned a carpet, I got money for it. And then I've cleaned another one, I've got money for it. It's guaranteed. It doesn't guarantee a picture being mm. sold. Uh, so there are those problems. So as I would say that to anybody out there wanting to turn professional, be very, very, very careful and work it all out in advance. Do something like I did with, I had a bit of backup. I had a, uh, so in a way, you've done the same thing in, you know, you could have just gone in and said, oh, I'm giving up work, I'm going to be an actor. Mm. That would have been a very bad move. Mm. You are an actor and you're doing very well at it. And you're, at the moment you're inundated, I know, with, with uh, that, your profession but you have a backing you have back uh, uh, something to back up what you do yeah and i think this is really important it's, it's as important um in the uh music and art you really do have to have something behind you yeah okay it's good advice I yeah, think nice. it is, yes, yes. Well, you've taken it, you see, when you and I, when we talked about this, when you started out, fortunately for us, you, I'm, I'm turning the tables on you a little bit, Steve, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you, you had that sort of similar decision. You started off um, in college with your IT and you became good at it. Then you, um, you worked work experience and that got you into a position of, of trust with a company, uh, hard work to start with, but you got it. It wasn't until a couple of years, two or three years later, that the acting opportunity came along mm. and you took it. Mm. But by that time, you'd already got that the, stability. The IT, yeah. And uh, you got that and, going for you. And did the amateur amateur thing first, exactly the same. Did the amateur mm. deciding that, you know, something I wanted to do. But it's something we talked about, didn't we? We did, we, yeah. we, we did uh, you and mum, me, we had a good old discussion on it. said, look, because I remember you said to me, um, you, you had an opportunity to go into university, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Should you go to university or should you continue with the Working. work experience and that? And we said, look, carry on. You, you, some of your friends did go to university and they, they dropped out after them. they dropped out after That's the first right. year so again the decision that was made at the time mm. was the right decision and by golly um it certainly proved the case i think it's very important for people to, to really think things through like mm. that and you've got to listen to your, your gut on That's it right. as well because you just never know if it's what's right for someone is not right for someone else mm. and the decisions mm. we make um really just have to be come from within don't they absolutely so absolutely true yeah good people will say to you and i'm sure they have said you're a lucky man Stephen." <laughs> and people have said to me you're a lucky lad colin i really envy you but we're not there's no such thing as luck is there you make your own luck and you make your own path and you suffer obviously you have to suffer for in in some way you, no one gets it that easy mm. 
But as long as you're, you have that inner conviction yourself that you are doing the right things and you're following your, your own uh, path that you set yourself and determined to carry on with it, mm. you get there in the end. Good. Oh. That's a good note to end on, I think, I think this podcast. <laughs> That's lovely. That's lovely. I hope everyone's enjoyed this podcast. We went a bit philosophical, but it's... Podcast it's with good. a difference, wasn't it? It was, yeah, with a slight <laughs> twist. A slight twist, but I'm glad we spoke about it. So we'll do some questions next week. We'll get back to sort of the normal format, shall we? Yeah. And uh, get some questions answered. So if you want to submit your questions, you can go to colinbradleyart.co.uk, click the contact page at the top and fill out the form and send your questions. Same with feedback. Um, but we pick them up all from all over the show, from YouTube and Facebook, mm, and all our mm. other platforms that you can grab us on. Okay, let's call it a day. I think, and if anybody did enjoy this podcast just tell us that because yeah. we can do more we can yeah. do infill every now and again we can do these little stories yeah and uh but let us know and write if you can uh, write us a review on itunes a positive review on itunes we'd love that and it spreads the word and and gets it out to more and more people so there we go lovely okay thanks everyone for listening i'm steve bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy, enjoy your week, week.